So what I typically do, I start to run a report on all my active spend and cross-check if there's an active contract. That's when the painful journey starts, realization sets in, and it's unbelievable what you would discover. Hi, I'm Matt, and I would like to welcome you all to this episode of Clause and Effect, podcast presented by Simply Contract. Joining us today, we have Ganga Siebertz. Ganga is a supply chain and procurement transformations leader with over two decades of experience in digitizing procurement soups to nuts. She has deployed digital solutions for source to contract, procure to pay, spend analytics, and supply chain management in global companies such as Whirlpool Corporation and the Coca-Cola Company. At Coca-Cola, Ganga successfully led global strategic initiatives and digital procurement transformation programs that led to high efficiency and new savings and cash flow opportunities across the $45 billion of spend. Since stepping out of corporate life, Ganga serves as a strategy and transformation advisor for several Fortune-ranked enterprises and fast-growing startup companies. Ganga, we are honored that you're joining us today on this podcast, and I'm excited about having this conversation with you. Hi, Matthias. I'm glad to be here and looking forward to this conversation. Fantastic. Excellent. And I would suggest let's jump straight in. Look, we would love to, obviously, we are having a, um, an established leader in the procurement profession here. So we'd love to just have you participate as a little bit on your vast trove of experience in procurement with a focus on managing contracts in particular in large enterprises, right? If we look at contract management, contracting has a specific role in the procurement process. And that role has to do with increasing the speed to market, improving the quality of interactions between the company, the buyers, and the supply side, recording facts and having them centrally available throughout the execution of the contract, and then managing the contracts, crucially, to deliver value, right? So the the notion of creating value from a contract seems to be ultimately linked with the notion of tracing contracts throughout their life cycle as they live in the organization, in the enterprise, right? So let's speak a little bit today about this notion of contract traceability in delivering value from contracts. What what is that in your experience all about? What are challenges that you are facing in large enterprises in bringing this concept to life? Yeah, that's a good topic to discuss, uh, contract traceability, yeah. I can share so much about this topic, but in the interest of time, let me hit some high points. Just like in your personal life, when you make an expensive purchase, you have some form of documentation that says what item you bought or service, what you bought, who you bought it from, when you bought it, the price you paid for it, the terms and conditions, uh, especially the warranty and penalty. That document simply means a contract. When something goes wrong, or whatever valid reasons you need to revisit that contract, you need to trace your purchase to that document. Similarly, what I think, companies are purchasing millions and billions of dollars worth of goods and services. 
and they typically enter into a contract. Hopefully it's an explicit contract and it's traceable. Let us say a company with a 10 to 30 billion spend. We are talking literally about thousands of vendors you contract with. You can see the magnitude there, right? If you have good traceability, you should be able to trace every dollar you spend to a contract. What I've seen as a pattern, even with most established corporations, they have poor traceability. Sometimes it's hard even to find a hard copy of that contract. So what I have seen in my two decades of career, right? Medium-sized company, big-sized company, global companies, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. So they face mergers and acquisitions. They do refranchising. They have to do contract renewals. There'll be staff turnover, major cost-cutting, working capital improvements or savings initiatives that contract traceability becomes so important to make that timely and right decision, not just for your company, but overall for all stakeholders. So what I have done many times, I had let many search and find, or I call it contract uh, rescue initiatives. So what I typically do I start to run a report on all my active spend and cross-check if there's an active contract. That's when the painful journey starts, realization sets in, and it's unbelievable what you would discover. No contracts. This, I'm talking about active spend, right? No contracts, expired contracts, perpetual contracts, and sometimes there's no correlation between the contract that I've signed and if the spend I'm doing with that particular supplier, and in many cases, you have to get a copy of your contract from the supplier and the list goes on. And this is not a good situation to be in. I, I love that notion that you said of uh, the, the search and rescue, right, for, for contracts. So, so let's double down on that a little bit, Ganga. What, is, what does good look like here? What is good contract traceability? In your view, having gone through all of the pains of having search and rescued contracts over your lifetime. Yeah. One of the other things I wanted to share with you before I get to answer your question is, and it's so interesting, you know, when I go look for these contracts or my, the team of people that, you know, I lead to look for those contracts, and I get answers like, probably it's in the dumpster on his way out or in his home cabinet. It's, it is a handshake. We trust the suppliers so we don't need a contract. One notable point, right? Lack of contract traceability crippled a lot of companies during COVID. People are working remotely and now you have to react to supply assurance. The first thing you are looking is for contract. So, okay, after dealing with the, all that complexity and magnitude, what I think is when you are able to trace that spend, to a contract. The hard task of digitizing that contract is not just a soft copy of a contract. This back to your question, right? What do I do? So first is of course looking for the contract and sometimes you have a digital copy. Uh, so if you have a hard copy, then you convert into a digital copy or soft copy. That's just the first step. What's more important is to capture that metadata 
which will make it easy for effective contract analytics for decision support. That's what it is, right? It's so important that you have all the right information about the contract structured and captured in, in some system. So bottom line, the first thing companies should do is simplify and standardize your process, your contract lifecycle management process. That's important. And then you top it up with a smart contracting system to ensure traceability of your contracts and not having to do a reactive search and rescue operation. That, uh, that answered my, my question. So, so you said, right, um, first of all, obviously simplify the contracting process, make it seamless. Um, and then top it up with a smart contracting system. So what's the role of technology here, Ganga, in, um, in, in creating contract traceability? If, you know, many companies, right, have already hundreds of pages of contracts. So first thing is, if you already have a repository, that's good. If you don't have, you need to, you know, take all those hard copy, digitize it, and and just having a copy in a system, just like a PDF, is useless because you can't mine the data. So you need to be able to pull out the, we call it the metadata or the important things about the, the, the contract. Like earlier I mentioned, right? Who did you buy it from in a contract? Probably you're looking at, you know, who's the vendor? What am I buying? What pricing? What are some of the terms and conditions? To, uh, uh, and other cl- important clauses, all those pieces of information needs to be captured in a structured way in a tool. Then you can see the power of the contract analytics, right? Like one guy, uh, sorry, one category manager was telling me, Yanga, I'm new. I have no clue. They told me I'm in charge of this $70 million logistics contracts. The first thing I'm asking, where are those contracts? So when he came to me, I say, let's look at the category called logistic and see who are the logistic suppliers we are buying uh, services with those carriers, right? And when we looked at, it was like more than 200 logistics carriers we had. But then where are the contracts? So we went into the contract repository. It was just a mountain of uh, digital copies. and the poor guy, you know, have to spend like three months just shifting through all those contracts with a team of five, six people. And he was not, he was wasting so much time. Just imagine if all those contracts has the right data already in the system, all he has to do run some analytics and he knows, you know, who is buying from and all this other important information. So those are existing contracts, right? So, but then companies also have an opportunity once they, have a contract lifecycle system, a contract management system, they can start from the beginning of any contract. At the minute they award to a vendor that particular purchase, then you can start from day one, from award turning to a contract. So you are doing using standard templates, standard clauses, creating that uh, contract. Most companies do have standard standards, right? The legal will tell them these are the standards. 
And um, you go through that process from the beginning to the contract, the whole contract lifecycle system in a tool if you have an opportunity to start from day one, right? So two-step one, most of the companies are existing. They have existing contracts, so you have to digitize it. Two, all new contracts should go through a contract lifecycle process. So from day one, you're capturing from the beginning to the lifecycle of that contract. Then traceability becomes that much easier. Understood, right? So, so that, that, that role in a nutshell, the way that you describe it, is very much from simply finding a right contract to creating contracts, metadata capture, and allowing contract analytics, analytics on the set of contracts that you have in the enterprise, all the way down to enabling full four-way matching, to linking the, the contract to order. So that is something, Anger, that I also would find very interesting to understand. How do you now connect the dots, right, between supplier, between contract, between technology systems? Yeah, if I would interpret your question, I can give you an example, right? So when I was managing massive backend operations, every time the commercial contract is signed, you literally have armies of people taking the commercial contract and pulling out some of the price, the commercial terms, and then what we call is as an operational contract, right? So that when a PO goes out, it's referencing all the right information that needs to go on the PO. So if you have a, a system that doesn't only helps you with the source to contract piece of the whole process, you can help the procure to pay downstream process. So you pretty much are eliminating massive data entry of price and commercial terms when you digitize all the way from the commercial contract to operational contracts. With data entry, you have human errors. <laughs> With one decimal error, you can end up overpaying the supplier millions of dollars. And this really happened in my experience several times. All the controls broke, all the way even to the bank, the controls broke. You're not talking little dollar, literally millions of dollars, right? Sometimes one decimal error. And that fund goes to the supplier. Sometimes it takes a few days. You are holding on to your cash flow here, right? The supplier, by the time the supplier finds out, hey, that's an overpayment, or sometimes don't even find out for months or sometimes I've seen for years, right? And sometimes audit catches it. Sometimes the supplier is um, a good supplier. He will call and say, hey, you have overpaid me. So to not only avoid this kind of errors, eliminating the human error, right? And to drive more efficiency, that will, drive, that will drive down your or reduce your operational costs. Just think of a system, right? If traceability is in place, you already have the data there. So it should not, and it has been done, and I've done that, connecting that source to contract to procure to pay the back end. So the, every time, you know, you have, you have signed a contract, all this information is there, it can pass flow into your operational system. Life is easy. And somebody might ask, subsequently, there could be for some SKUs or material, or you want to call it part, part number, right, part level, right, you may have ma uh, many price changes within a given time. So in that situation, that tool should also allow, right, for that price changes that happens multiple times in a given year. They should be able to track all that price 
And I have seen some very advanced system also allowing through a portal for that supplier to update the new price. It goes through a workflow that goes to the buyer and he say, yep, that's the price change that I agreed. And systematically, it flows into your backend system where the PO gets created. So this is very important. So your CLM system should have functionality that allows you to capture price changes through the con that contract lifecycle without having to incur massive legal expenses every time you make price change or even a patent change. You don't want to revisit the contract. It might take months and that's not practical. So these are some of the stuff, you know, you should be looking into a CLM system. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Now, um, one more question for you. N knowing now or knowing then what you know now, that's the better question, right? Having implemented these systems, having gone through the process design to create that cohesive governance for contract processes. What would be your recommendation for somebody who is setting out on their, let me call it, journey to excellence um, in this combination of process design and technology implementation? What would be your top of the head, your top recommendations, the do's and don'ts, the tips and tricks, the pitfalls to avoid? I think you always start with the process, right? You look at your sourcing process, how you're awarding that contract to XYZ vendor. So you have everything integrated. That way, the flow of data is there. So you don't have recreation of the data, right? And once that process is simplified all the way from, you, you pretty much have to start from the sourcing to the award to the contracting. So if all these are linked, the data is flowing from one process to another process. So you've got to design your process in such a way from end to end. How do I manage my contract life cycle? That's step one. Then step two is very easy, right? There are very good contract management system out there right now. It's more and more advanced and some of it has a good AI and ML kind of functionality. Look for those kind of systems that not only takes your existing contract, but any new contract you're creating It gives you the accuracy and the speed to go through. That's key. Three, you must look at the analytical capability, right? If all this data, what use it is, if you cannot mine the data efficiently to support your decisions or even to see where you are, how much compliance is happening, spend uh, under contract, all for you to be able to do that this system has to also be able to not only start from sourcing, but all uh, to, even though the CLM system might not actually do sourcing, but it should be able to uh, connect with the sourcing system all the way to the operationalization of that contract. So those are the few watchouts. And many times I see the analytics is pretty weak. So that's something you want to focus because with category managers, right, you cannot give them like miles of data, I call it, right, <laughs> that you can, you know, pages and pages and pages, you know, what are they going to do with all their data? You So the analytics power has to be there where with a high level and then they should be able to drill down. They should be able to look at side-by-side -side comparing, right, uh, their contract terms, something that will help them ingest the data 
to make those decisions they need to make. So the speed and accuracy is very key. But it sounds like a very comprehensive transformation program, really, that you're running there, right? So do you have for our, for our listeners here just some guidance? How long does a program like this take, typically? What does it take in terms of resources, both from a, uh, from a people perspective, but also from a financial per perspective? From, from, from your experience, Ganga, what, what, what would you say? So I've worked for several companies. Now I'm consulting with several companies. It all depends on the size of the company. But bottom line, think about, you wouldn't buy a house with a contract, without a contract, right? Why do you need a contract? So you're safeguarding yourself, all the risk you've got to manage. So it's not something like it's a choice. It's something, you know, you need to do. And procurement is the place where, when you think about a company, right? A lot of money, you know, that bottom line impact is going through the procurement organization. So this should be a high priority for any company, right? And especially the procurement organization, they need to have a decent tool to protect the company's investment or company's spend. Very important. Look at your process and get the buy-in. It's easy for procurement to justify because they are the one who's spending a lot of money. When I spending means they're negotiating all these contracts, right? So they should pay attention to getting a good, I mean, focus a lot on the process. And the process is not about one person, right? It's, there's a lot of interdependency. So when I run programs like this, I make sure all the right stakeholders are engaged. So it's not just the procurement. It's also finance, legal, your controls, accounts payable. These are some of the stakeholders you have to engage to look at how does contract affects the different groups. What are their contribution? Finance has to give approval for a lot of these purchases, depending on how stringent your process is. And then the controls guys with the policy, they are also involved in it. So when you are going to invest in a system, make sure that all these stakeholders are also leveraging that system. It's, it's not just about just procurement. And you also have to, the type of people you want to recruit in this is people are very process-minded and you need to have good representation from the category teams because they are the one who will say what kind of data they need to do their negotiation so these are a group of people, right? And then you have IT support definitely to ensure that the smooth in, uh, interface with all the interdependent systems and to flow the whole process end to end. And these are some of the things uh, a company should consider. And of course, once you have these requirements really nailed and it's easy to look for a, a CLM system, right, that will support your needs, your business requirements, and um, make it uh, easy for everybody to use the system. The usability is very important. So in summary, number one, good contracting is not an option. So you better invest the effort and the funds that you need on time. Number two, 
Bring, make sure that you bring the rest of the enterprise with you on the journey. Don't look at this siloed in procurement or in legal or in sales, but across the functional boundaries of the enterprise. And number three, make sure that you do it. Otherwise, you're just going to spend a lot of time, effort and money in search and rescue and firefighting, which you don't want. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, we can talk about this thing the whole day, right? But like, Bottom line, right? You have to be responsible for, you know, all the spend that's happening in the company if you're the procurement organization, you know, to a large degree. And then having all these other stakeholders be part of the whole process uh, is what is going to make it very efficient. And what you're saying is, right, if you use, and I don't want to make this a technology argument, right, the right process as well, then um, you are actually going from contracting pain which is what many procurement professionals feel like, right? Contracting pain to contract delight because you can bring the contract to life and the contract can really help you in your mission of value delivery for your company. You got it. Fantastic, Ganga. Thank you so much. I'm sure that was a very edifying conversation. Uh, at least it was for me, hopefully also for the rest of the audience. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're looking forward to speaking to you again very soon. Yeah, thanks, Matthias, for this opportunity. I hope your audience got some of my experience. So, listeners, that was Ganga Sieberts sharing her views on contract traceability, on the value of combining process design with technology implementation, and on why efficiently managing contracts is just not an option anymore, but the need of the hour. Good contract traceability will simplify the contracting process, it will eliminate human errors, and it will drive efficiencies, which will all help to materially reduce operating costs and risk. Those were some great anecdotes from Ganga's professional experiences over the years, and we have many more interesting conversations with industry leaders in the upcoming episodes. So stay tuned and catch us on the next episode of Clause and Effect. Subscribe to the podcast and visit simplycontract.com for more information. <music>